for the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world. We are live and amplified. So let's get ready to podcast. Fire it up. Welcome, everybody, to another live and amplified broadcast. I'm your host, Tom Quiet. I'm coming from you, coming to you live from Waco, Texas, and we have a very special guest. She is currently based out of Nashville, Tennessee, Stephanie Nash. How's it going today, Stephanie? Good, good. How are you? Doing pretty good. Just riding the waves that are currently going on with the corona deal, you know, and just kind of riding the waves. Um, I know. They shut down Nashville yesterday, so everybody's kind of dispersing. Yeah, I heard that they uh, started shutting down, like, the main strip there. Is that accurate, or? Yeah, it's pretty accurate. There's still some bars that are fighting it, but, I mean, when it comes down to it, they're probably going to have to close. Yeah, because if there's not the draw there, then, you know, it's a... it, there, there's kind of no point in staying open if you can't draw the business. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but then that goes back to a conversation I was having with my buddy this morning. It's like they they can't legally like tell you you have to close your business. But the reason that the bars and the restaurants and all these people are kind of falling in line is because they hold federal licenses. You know, so it's kind of one of those deals. But, you know, I think overall for the betterment of what's going on, maybe it's just time that everybody just, you know, chill and let this thing blow over. Yeah, I think, I mean, it's, I know I get it's hard. Um, I know there's some bigger artists that have been coming out saying like, you know, people that are still on Broadway are still singing, like, why don't you stay inside? And I'm like, I get their point, but I also get the point of people that like, you don't they don't have a label mm-hmm. or they don't have people paying for them you know it's hard for them at least i have another job to fall back on but i know a lot of these artists don't have another income yep that is very true and that's just the very hard divide pretty much because these independent musicians that don't have a 9 to 5 job that are full-time musicians but don't have the backing of a studio or a sponsor or a you know whatever it's like what do they do you know it's it's an interesting time and hopefully it'll all blow over relatively quick yeah i i mean i hope so there i mean uh i think the best thing we can do is kind of just relax i think everybody's kind of tired of talking about it but at the same time you know we're just got to live our lives and you know be positive about the whole situation and kind of move forward instead of um talking about I think that's the biggest thing that me and my parents were like okay it's gonna happen you know it's already going on so just live your life and do what you can to get by until it's over you know yep and it was there was another point brought up in the or every day we have a news meeting that for the next eight 12 weeks there's going to be a new normal and we're just going to kind of have to adjust to it and live the life live your life the best way you can and make sure that you and yours are taken care of but, you know, 
on the other hand so it's like that weird give and take almost yeah yeah it's it's definitely i think you know for for musicians you know i know it's going to be hard but we do have to think about the elderly and also you know what stinks is all those seniors i know like myself being in agriculture like all those ffa kids that have worked so hard for their Mm -hmm. degree and um that show animals and livestock i know houston when they shut down that was a huge Mm -hmm. agriculture loss for them and yeah so it's not just like artists you know it's it's you know we have to feed animals and i think that's that's what i've been me and my parents have been talking about it's crazy like going into the stores and and just seeing almond milk and the plant-based beef and i'm like well when it comes down to it most of these people are picking out farm-grown food Mm -hmm. and they don't care what they believed in before it's just crazy to me what what now people will buy after you know what they've said or fought for for years and years and years but when it comes down to it you know the farmers are doing really great things and stepping up here so yeah 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 it's uh it's interesting that you brought up the houston thing because uh we covered that pretty extensively last week because we're uh where i'm at right now i'm only about two and a half hours from houston oh yeah it's not far yeah um and somebody showed me a video that a viewer sent in from the because like i guess they canceled the houston rodeo and that whole like festival they have down there like in the middle of it and all these because i never knew how the um ffa thing worked because growing up in Chicago, we didn't have that. So it was like, luckily, when I went to college and then moved on, I started moving into more rural areas. And so I started learning about what FFA was and what it meant and, you know, all that stuff. And all the, they showed, uh, showed me this video. They had just, the day before it canceled, they had just shown like all the kids just shoot or they just showed like uh, their sheep and they had to leave their sheep there because they were getting ready to get sold and to the highest bit or they were getting ready to get sold off or whatever but because they canceled the thing they ended up just going to the slaughter and like all these kids are like no that's not what we you know that's not what we were expecting like yeah we wanted to we kind of expected that something like that might happen, but we were, you know, it was an interesting experience to see, watch these kids witness that, you know, yeah, I don't know where I was going with that one, but you know, it's just, <laughs> no, you're good. I mean, I grew up in agriculture, so I get it. Like it's, I mean, the biggest thing with that is like people like, depend on that for their college scholarships mm-hmm. and so um I think they ended up having like a little cell um out at a ranch is what I saw yeah. um yeah. so at least they can do that but I know here in Tennessee all of our big advisors here are just heartbroken because they don't get to deliver their last address and last words as a senior in FFA and mm-hmm. so um but I mean we got to stay open agriculture's got to keep running so people yep. can eat and uh that's all I got to say about that. I'll, I could talk about it for days because people don't really appreciate where their food comes from, oh, but you know, but, I work with it every day. So. <laughs> oh yeah. And I, I like, I mean, yeah. luckily for me, even though I grew up in the South suburbs of Chicago, my mom's entire side of the family, they were all pig farmers up in like 
the northern up near like Wisconsin. Oh yeah. yeah. So like every summer for a few days, my family would go up there and at least get a taste of what they do. But you know, it was it really wasn't enough to be like, hey, it it was a little bit of exposure, but it really wasn't enough to fully understand what they do and what it takes to raise a pig from birth all the way to the to the end there yeah yeah i get you but enough about that 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 was a nice little side tangent (laughs) if if that's how the rest of this is going to be i'm really interested to see the where the rest of this podcast goes but um so you're not originally from nashville you're from california correct yeah i'm from fresno california let's not get that mistaken i'm not from the city um, I'm from the biggest agriculture county in the United States. Uh, I grew up in the central part, and uh, my first 20 years of my life is that that's where I lived. Okay, cool. And uh, how did you? Well, let's start from the beginning. Um, what got you into music originally? I mean, I've always been into music. I went to a school where you know choir was pretty big, and. Um, you know, I always sang in church and I always loved the, the writing side. I, you know, I never really got into playing guitar. And sometimes I think that can hinder me a little bit when it comes to rounds, you know, finding a guitar player. But in fact, I found it to where my music is a little bit more unique. You know, I don't listen to new stuff very often. I try to keep away from that. So when I do come out with new music, it's, it's different and it's new and it's fresh and, you know, I don't, I want to sound unique and, um, I think I've been having some good rights and some good music come out, especially my new song that just came out Friday. Oh, yeah. And, uh, we'll definitely get to the new song here in a moment, but, um, who are some of your, uh, who are some of your influences musically? Oh, okay. Yeah. I say this all the time. Everybody asks me this. Uh, I think the biggest one for me, like vocally, you know, you got to go with like Martina. Mm-hmm. and Leanne and you know of course Reba everybody looks up to Reba and then obviously Dolly is a huge one just her heart and her faith and what she believes in as a person um when it comes to like the other countryside like the male influences definitely Brooks and Dunn I love some rock and roll country you know Toby Keith was my favorite growing up and so I just really like look towards those people that were country country like craig morgan and and still have that good base um for themselves that never change their ways um so that that's the kind of artist i want to be i don't want to change um with society i'd rather keep country country in my opinion Mm. um so that's just how i am (laughs) that's perfectly that's awesome um and how long have you been in nashville um, I've been in Nashville for about five years, but I've only been doing music for like the past like two, three years. You know, I got back into writing and then this year we're full steam ahead. I wrote and produced everything last year. And so now I'm ready to release new new stuff. Okay, awesome. And yeah. uh, what what kind of took you or what kind of brought you because what kind of brought you back into music once you came to Nashville? Or what kind of brought you? Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I originally came for our farm. So, okay. um, 
we moved our farm to middle Tennessee and I had like no, you know, I had no idea how Nashville was like mm. how, like you, you moved to Nashville, you really do pursue music and you work, you know, your butt off. And, um, we had a guy come to the farm and he was working with one of our reps and he was a songwriter. Um, and he was a pretty big songwriter. I didn't know, but, um, he kind of got me back into writing. And then as I loved it and loved it even more, like that's something that I didn't want to give up. And so, um, I've really been pushing hard myself to just, um, you know, create good music and have somebody notice the hard work that I do. Nice. Awesome. Um, and then, um, so we'll go ahead and talk about the uh, single that you're getting ready to release here. Um, what was that? What's your creative process like when you sit down to write in general before you, before, yeah, just in general, what's your uh, process like? Well, I'll say I don't really have much of a process because I, I work so much like being at the farm. And then I also teach indoor cycling on the side, mm -hmm. um, to create just some revenue for my music. I'm lucky enough to where I've been able to record four or five songs a year, but, um, I don't really have a process. Like I drive so much. I write a lot on the road. Um, okay. I'll, you know, I'll come in with some song titles in a group setting, or if they have a title, we'll roll with it. But I mean, it's, it's kind of a hit or miss. And I think you'll hear that with a lot of songwriters. Like you'll have like your off months. Mine was like November to like February. And I finally got writing again. And then you'll have those months where you write like 10 to 20 songs a month. So, I mean, it's just, it's just whatever you feel, I guess, in that month or that day. Gotcha. Um, and so what was the, what was this the first time or no, this wasn't your first time actually going into the studio to record what this song that just released on Friday? No, no, no. So I've been recording with Kent for a year and a half now, Kent okay. Wells. Um, and he is amazing. Um, I had, I had a struggle trying to find a producer. Like it's really hard coming in as a new artist to find the right people and so I I really applauded myself for that like not rushing into it because um I had a friend was like you need to go to Kent and so I sent him my music and uh it was like 20 minutes later he called me personally and he really wanted to work with me and this is a guy that's busy all the time and so mm -hmm. I was really honored that he took me under his wing and was like it's you know your vocals are there and you know going through high school I never really got acknowledged for that you know I was I was a huge athlete athlete first singing second mm -hmm. and uh so it was it was finally good to hear like I had the ability to go somewhere and he loves my music and he makes it sound so good um so I'm just super blessed for you know being able to have a studio and a producer like that nice and uh what one thing that we really like to do before we go full into this specific song, uh, what's one thing that younger musicians need to know before they go into the studio for the first time? Ooh, that's a good one. I think the biggest thing is don't rush it. Like, don't rush your songs. Like, I had probably about 40 to choose from, and then, you know, I went in and I chose six, and out of those six three of them will will go somewhere the other three are just going to be mastered but 
Yeah, just don't rush it. You got time. I mean, I've only been in town for like, like I said, two to three years. And there's people that are just getting signed that have been here way longer than me. But um, just have a good work ethic. You know, I, the other thing is, I think people down me on this, but I want to make good music and I need rest. And I, you also need to fund that. So for me, I get the funds, I think a little bit faster because I work two jobs. Mm -hmm. Other people don't get to record as much music as I do, but I also don't network as much. I network enough, but I also want to continue to write good music and get good sleep and focus on my career first. And don't get me wrong. I support a lot of artists. I don't think of myself as an inner circle kind of girl. I love being a supportive artist and believing in other artists. I just really want to believe in myself first and get good music down and people will see that eventually. Perfect. That, that was a great, great answer. Um, <laughs> what's, so let's focus on the, uh, the song here. Oh, uh, what's the name of the song and uh, what's kind of the feel and the vibe of the song for the people that haven't had a chance to hear it yet? Yeah, so Best Side of Me is the name of the song, and I wrote this with my three buddies, Ethan Willis, Logan Garner, and Jody Chapel. and we came into this right all new, never had written together, and um, I had actually seen Ethan at a songwriting round, um, he's become one of my, one of my very good friends, and so he came in with this idea, and he was like, okay, let's make it for you. Because uh, he knew I was looking for new music, upbeat music. Um, and so we came in, you know, they're they're all country boys. And uh, me being an agriculture girl, I loved every minute of writing the song. It's really edgy. Um, it's got that rock and roll undertone, um, that older 90s country kind of sound stuff. But a little bit of twang and some bluesy in there. You know, I, I have... I, pr I praise myself on taking voice lessons for 10 years to where <laughs> my voice has gotten pretty strong. And I, I, you know, I love those strong notes. I've always been um, going back to Leanne and Martina. Like, I think people have lost that like strong country feel, you know, mm -hmm. we've gone back too much. And I, I just love the edginess of country music. And so you're definitely not going to waste any time with this flariness of the, <laughs> of the country music here <laughs> on this song. Nice. Um, and what, why did you choose this song specifically to release? All right. So this is a new one. So I have a new team going into 2020, amazing okay. people that believe in me. Last year, I was kind of struggling with finding myself and what I really wanted and, you know, finding people that really wanted to help me. And this year, um, going over with a new team, I had an idea coming in and they're like, no, let's scratch that. And they're like, let's make this a summer song. It's a perfect summer song. It's a drinking song. It's a party song. It's a driving down the road song. Um, and so, um, yeah, I mean, there wasn't really much behind it. I love the song. I wanted to push the song. Um, I think it's a great new brand for myself to come out strong. Um, Music Row wrote... Uh, article about me I had no idea I was crying when my manager called me but um, they named me their discovery artist award two weeks ago and so that was a, a huge moment of like everything that I've been pushing for and just working on me and so 
yeah, this, the song just kind of came as it is. Like we recorded it and it was strong and I wanted to release it. So now here it is. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So I was thinking about this this morning, um, trying to figure out how, cause, or how, how we were originally introduced. And then I remembered it was, uh, you played the Key West Songwriters Festival or something last year, correct? Yeah, I played a couple of rounds. That was, that was kind of tricky because it was a last minute event. And like I said, I was, I was getting to know more people. Mm-hmm. And that was probably the best trip I had taken. Like, if you're really serious about your music and like, if you want to be here in Nashville and make good music, whether it's country or not, like Mm -hmm. that is a great songwriters festival to go to because everybody is so friendly. I have not met many people that, you know, turn you away um, down there. I met so many great friends that I still talk to. I invite rounds to, they invite me to rounds. And so if you're a new artist, definitely looking looking to go i know we're all going as long as we can still go there we'll see um but yeah it's it's a great experience down there you meet so many people yeah because i know i was given the information of it like the week before it started and so i tried to put something together and it just wasn't planning panning out and so i unfortunately i wasn't able to go but it was like one of the musicians that we worked with in Nashville was playing there and I saw her share the event. And then I saw two more people that we wanted to work with. And then I saw your name and then a bunch of other Nashville musicians. And I was like, well, I can't make it to Nashville, but I can sure make it to Key West. So let, <laughs> let's figure this out. And then it just didn't end up working out, but Yeah, it was just, it's kind of, I went last minute too, and it was just, I stayed in a room full of like eight people, so it was (laughs) not doing that again this year, so we're, I mean, and unfortunately, it's Key West, so like, it, that's kind of, there's not much room in the keys there, so like. No, no, and as a musician, like, you have to do cheap, I think we went, I went for three days, and I think I paid 200 bucks, like, Hmm. We're doing the same thing this year, but at least we got an extra bathroom and an extra yeah. bed. So, <laughs> nice. yeah, yeah. Um, but no, I, I was that just popped into my head this or this morning when I was thinking about it, and I was like, man, I know I've talked to her before, but I'm trying to figure out where. And yeah, we we had planned it for a while, and then you're like, man, I just can't get down there. And I was like, it's fine, you'll make it to Nashville eventually. Yeah, <laughs> and then. Um, so then from there, I ended up moving out to Texas, and now here I am, Texas. I love it. <laughs> it. But um, so one thing that we kind of already um, talk, touched this subject a little bit, but what advice, just general advice, whether it be life advice, music advice, do you have for younger musicians? Do not sign with anybody the moment you get to Nashville. (laughs) Luckily, I found Kent right in time. There's so many people around that just want 15, 2,500, whatever they're going to tell you for promo, social media. Like, that's the biggest thing. Like, do social media yourself. 
engage with your followers. Like I'm proud of mine. I don't, I don't buy followers. Like I'm true to who I am. Like I don't use like filters or like anything like that. And, you know, I, I love, you know, being photogenic, but you know, don't pay people for that. Mm -hmm. Do that yourself, save your money for producing and, you know, professional photos for your albums and, and stuff like that. But do not sign with anybody unless you get some type of guidance from somebody else in the industry, whether it's another artist that has been there for two to three years, or, I mean, I got a mentor, Precious Harris. She's amazing. She knows everybody in town. Um, so she's been a great one. Um, and obviously Kent has been a great one, but yeah, just don't sign with the first person that loves you is what I would say. Cause most of the time they're going to take your money and they're going to do nothing for you. Yep. And the yeah. same goes for don't pay to open for a national headlining act. Oh yeah. I mean, there's yeah. still people that do it. Yep. Um, yeah, no, don't do that. Be, be, that's the thing that I'm proud of. Like, you know, I, I now I'm at the point where I'm paying for radio promotion. Cause I, you know, this song is bigger for me. It's strong. I've heard really good feedback. Um, and I'm at that point, you know, I, I didn't rush it. It took me two years to get there. Um, but you know, don't, don't pay for the things that you can do yourself and be proud of the things that you built up yourself. Cause that's where I am right now. Like I'm mm -hmm. proud of, you know, I don't have too many streams on this song yet, but I'm still proud of it because I worked my butt off to get here and I produced it and I saved money. And now I'm at the point to where I can push as much as I can for the next couple of weeks for this song. Yeah. And uh, just yeah. an FYI for you, I did uh, put your song on our Spotify playlist. So hopefully we can get you a couple more uh, listens, streams, you know, that's one thing. Like we're, we've been trying to figure out little things that we can do to help musicians and building Spotify lists seems to be a good thing that we've been able to do. So. Oh, thank you. That's nice. <laughs> but, um, so you've, how, we, we were talked a little bit about the virus that's going around and how it's kind of affecting everybody's, uh, shows how is it kind of affecting your shows right now? Are you, it looks like that you've gone out and been able to like do like little mini tours. Is that accurate or, um, and how is yes. the... So I guess the biggest thing right now is like, it, I'm not really affected because I'm not one of those people that does a four hour set. Um, I don't, you know, I don't get paid for singing unless it's like a fair festival. Mm -hmm. Um, but I'm not in that market quite yet. Um, mm -hmm. so it hasn't really affected me much. The biggest thing that I'm afraid of is when I'm get ready for, get ready for radio tour, um, you know, in the next month or so that I'm not going to be able to go. That's the biggest thing. Cause I really, you know, I really want to get out there. You know, I'm a huge advocate for agriculture. There's a lot going on, great things that are coming. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I'm raising money for an FFA scholarship. My new single will be coming out in September. And I know that's a long ways away, but it's a big, it's a big deal for me to be able to tell my story and, you know, connect with people. Cause I'm not just, you know, going out there for my music. If you love my music, that's great. But I care about my community and like the lyrics that I write. And I hope that um, that can be the story. So that's my biggest thing is like not being able to get on radio tour in time. Mm 
Mm-hmm. Um, so it might have to be postponed, I guess, till the summertime. Gotcha. And um, are you still planning on go? Or it looks like you're on your website. It says you're going to Baton Rouge here in a, about a week or so, or less than a week. Is or has that kind of been rescheduled? That's canceled. That's okay. canceled. But I actually dropped that uh, last minute because of the radio tour okay. so we kind of yeah. i mean everything's kind of getting dropped anyways yeah uh, but we were we were afraid that i would need to do stuff around here and so we decided not to go but then they canceled it so it's kind yeah. of all messed up anyways <laughs> okay gotcha gotcha yeah. understood um one thing that's feels like it's kind of gotten swept under the rug a little bit were you affected by the tornado uh, a couple weeks back <laughs> Oh my gosh. No, I was not. But it's crazy because I, my phone went off at 1230 and I told, I have two roommates and uh, we're in East Nashville, but we're far enough to where we didn't get hit. And Mm -hmm. I like woke them up and I was like, you guys should probably just be awake just in case, you know, I don't know what's going to happen. And Mm -hmm. we were watching on Twitter, somebody was recording it. And Peyton was like, my roommate was like, I know where that is. And I was like, I don't like that. You know where that is because close to here yeah so I mean it's been crazy you know I went up drove around I went and dropped some stuff off and um I think that's the biggest thing that's bugging me about all these people that are hoarding everything is like people still don't have homes and electricity Mm -hmm. and basic needs for stuff and you guys are like literally buying everything out of the stores so I mean that's been hard because like there's a lot of people even around our agriculture community that are older like they can't get out and get that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff so I think just people need to take a step back and realize like get what you need and there's still people hurting from the tornado and Mm -hmm. I mean we got hit pretty good East Nashville and North Nashville so I mean there's still a lot of people without homes yeah we I saw when I woke up that morning I saw a post and I was like wait a minute really and then I started seeing all like the photos and I was like oh this is real for real for real and you know it was just mind-boggling because like it's not even really torn it was like not even really tornado tornado season and the destruction that it caused and just seeing but I will say I saw a live stream that News Channel 5 did, shout out to them, um, where one of the anchors was kind of walking down one of the, like, I get it, walking down the road where there was a lot of, like, mom and pop local businesses, and at three in the morning, four in the morning, whatever time it was, everybody was out there helping each other, like, put their buildings back together board up windows clean up debris and just try and make sure that their businesses were taken care of and you know it was just like this real community communal effort and it was really really good to see like it made me feel good that there are still good people in this world oh yeah there were so many people out like they were telling like people were sending like relief teams from other states and they were sending them back because it was already done yeah i mean the next day you should have seen there's so many people with trucks and trailers and you know i wish i could have helped more um you know i took some stuff but you know having live animals and being on the farm 
you know, I, I had to be there, but, um, mm -hmm. Yeah, it was crazy. I know my roommate went out to Mount Juliet. I knew some people that went over to North. Because um, North, not, you know, very, where it got hit was very poor. Mm -hmm. So I know a lot of people tried to go over there and, and help those people. Because East, East got hit. Um, you know, I'm not downplaying the neighborhoods. I'm just yeah. saying, like, it's, you know, they didn't get as much help as East was. Um, so I know a lot of people tried to navigate towards North. Um, but yeah, it was, and then Mount Julia obviously got hit huge. Um, and then, uh, cross or Cookville got mm. hit really bad. They were the worst. So yeah, it's crazy within, you know, an hour and a half, there's four cities hit yeah. in one night. Yeah. That's that. Cause I, I was talking to our meteorologist about the tornado. Cause he's like really into studying tornadoes and learning how they work and operate and all that stuff. And he was like, yeah, it was, um, it was really weird because it stayed on the ground for 60 miles and that never happens. Yeah, you know? no, that was that. And it just, Oh man, it was big. It made me nervous when we were watching it live and I'm like, okay, this is just too close for comfort here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was getting too close, but. Um, but yeah, so when you're not playing music or working on the farm, what do you do? for fun or just to get out what's kind of your hobby I guess I mean I really don't have one I mean you should see my schedule I mean that's what I'm just used to it I grew up that way like I said I was a huge athlete I was a year-round swimmer my whole life and um I was always busy my parents were always busy I mean I really don't have a hobby I mean the biggest thing I would say is my great Pyrenees dog. Everybody knows her. Oh my God. She is adorable. Um, but she, she turns two on Saturday. So we're probably going to get her, have her birthday party or something, but that's, I mean, that's what I do. I drive around with her and, um, I mean, when I'm bored, I usually go to the farm or go for a run or something. You know, I don't, I don't do much cause I don't get a much, much sleep as it is. I have to be up at five and sometimes I have rounds till 10, 11 o'clock at night. Mm -hmm. and, you know, so I, I, I would say yeah. my hobby would be just trying to get enough sleep yeah. Um, yeah. to Under go to the next day. <laughs> Under understood completely. Um, yeah. What kind of uh, farm do you work at or live on? Or what, what do you raise? We have a dairy cattle. Okay. Yeah. And that's what you, that's what you had in uh, uh, Fresno as well? Yeah, that's oh. the, yeah, that's what we had in Fresno too, dairy cattle. Okay. Cool. Um, but, yeah, like, it. see, th this is an interesting part of the podcast because we've kind of hit everything. But, um, so I'm going to ask you a very vague question that's kind of uh, meant to let you take it where you want to take it. What or why music? Why music? I mean, I guess just because I grew up singing and, you know, I didn't get, the, I think the biggest thing for me is like, I got told no so many times in high school because I had a different voice coach and I was, you know, I couldn't commit 100% to music because I was in sports and I couldn't do this and I didn't have this range. And um, I think 
I'll always gravitate towards music. It's always a healing process for me. Um, and now that things are happening in the agriculture community and, you know, in my life, as I'm getting older, I think it's the biggest thing is gravitating towards telling my story. And, uh, it's just, it's just music. Like once you're an artist, like you can't really fall away from it. Once you've come this far and are recording music and like in, especially being in Nashville and having country music, like it's like the most amazing experience. And also like the mo most heartbreaking because sometimes like last year I was like, man, I feel like I'm going nowhere. And then, you know, you wake up to people admiring you for your music and your vocals. And it's such a good feeling. And it gets you back up, you know, um, from where you've been. So why music? It's tough. It's tough. And you're going to fall down a hell of a lot of times more than you're going to stand up. But it's it's the lyrics and, and it's the friendships that you make. And that's the reason. Awesome. So one last thing that I want to touch on, because I don't want to keep you too much longer. I know it's Monday night and you got to get up early to get, go to work and what have you. But um, one thing I saw on your website was the FFA song contest. Yeah. So that's what I was talking about early. I didn't really talk about it much, but yeah. So the song contest is a huge deal. Um, I think um, I'm hoping now that, you know, all these FFA students, you know, kind of got lost and, you know, didn't get to finish their stuff. I'm hoping next year I can make that better for them. Uh, there's so many chapters in the United States that don't have funding. Mm -hmm. um, it's, you know, it's not only about sports. I mean, people are, you know, falling away from the farm and, you know, it, people don't know where their products come from. It just doesn't come from the store, people, mm -hmm. you know, <laughs> just so everybody knows it doesn't yep. come from the store. Um, but I, I just want to give back to those kids that, you know, don't get a lot, whether it's, you know, buying them a sheep for their project or buying them clippers to, you know, trim their cow for the fair. Um, anything will help. Um, one of my friends is in California and she says that their budget's like a hundred bucks this month and that gets them nothing. I mean, they can barely travel with that. So I, I want to give back. And so we're going to do a fundraiser in June um, here in Nashville. And um, there, there'll be more details on the website. But the biggest thing I want kids to do in August is make a video of why they need the scholarship, why they love agriculture, how they're going to, you know, take that in community and be advocates for agriculture. And then once we, once they send in the video, they can share the music video and the song that I'm going to release in September, um, you know, and get the story out about ag agriculture so it, it'll be a fun time i'm excited i've already met a lot of them i've been talking at different school events and stuff so yeah it's been fun to like get back into like my days of agriculture because i was a huge aggie at fresno state in california and so it's it's good to be back you know being that like young you know being on every board and you know being a young farmers and rancher and so it's great it's awesome perfect awesome um so uh what i know you you mentioned that you have a uh you're kind of uh you have a radio tour that you're kind of working out right now but uh what what's where can everybody find you online and then plug the song one more time so people know exactly where to go listen to it what's uh where can everybody find you online 
Yeah. Okay. So, best side of me is the song. It got released Friday. Um, if you like rock and roll country, that's for you. Um, it's on everything. You know, I just it went out to everything: Amazon, Google, iTunes, uh, Spotify, Play MPE. Um, yeah, it's on everything. And then Steph Nash Music is my Instagram. Stephanie Nash Music is my Facebook. My Twitter is very sad. So if you want to go follow me, <laughs> I've just started Twitter. I'm not a Twitter person. Um, I'm on TikTok though. We've had some fun ones on TikTok. Oh, nice. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm pretty much everywhere. My biggest ones are Instagram and Facebook. Um, and then Steph Stephanie Nash Music.com is where like anybody that's listening that's an FFA kid or knows the FFA kid, you guys can start submitting. Um, whenever you want, you know, I said August, but I know if you guys don't have much to do right now, it might be a fun project to start early. <laughs> nice. Uh, musicians on TikTok are always interesting to me because I haven't quite been able to figure out how to use TikTok, I guess is the best way to say it. So w what's your experience been like on that platform? I use it mostly for like my cows and okay. my dog. I haven't really used it for music much yet. Like, I'm just trying to do a lifestyle thing right now. Okay. I, I mean, I'll probably get there. Um, but, yeah, I'm. you know, it's just so hard. You know, there's a lot of people that have people manage their their social medias. But, mm -hmm. yeah, it's, it, it's hard for me to, like, get into all of this and keep organized. So, TikTok's kind of just, like, what it is right now. <laughs> it, it's, like, a creative outlet for you to just do something very spontaneous and very... <laughs> different than what you normally do is that fair? yeah I guess we did like the one of the dancing ones me and my girlfriends uh we're all in the same group of you know we have the same mentor mm -hmm. and so we did one of those like last month and I, and that was fun I guess nice. that's <laughs> yeah. cool yeah that's awesome um but yeah thank you so much for giving me the time to sit down and chat with you um it, it's been a fun ride and I'm glad we finally got a chance to do this I what when you messaged me, when did you message me? Was it last night that you messaged me? Or yet, uh, yesterday at some point, I believe. Um, you know, I was hoping we'd get it, get it nailed down quickly, and we did. And so I'm really appreciative of it. I was glad we were able to make this work. Um, and so I just want to thank you again for your time. Uh, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. And we'll see you all later.